don't want to get in your mind today because you're surrounded by news and you're baptized in negativity today and I want to try and lift the lid on your mind to give you an alternate view of what history and actually what the present is like. Is anybody with me today? Okay, that doesn't sound like it. Is anybody with me today? Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, I want to receive something today. Okay, so I'm going to preach Now, this is the scary part. I'm going to preach from the book of Revelation today. I'm going to read you a passage from the book of Revelation to let you know that when the carnival's over, this is where God's taking us. Amen? Revelation chapter 19 says it like this. After this, I heard what sounded like a roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, and if you're reading with me, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Now, in heaven, they're going to be shouting it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true are his judgments. And he has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. That means the old world order will pass away. It's going. Okay? It seems so uh, firm at the moment. But let me tell you, the old world order is passing away. And God's going to renew everything. He's going to avenge on her all the blood of his servants. And again, they shouted, hallelujah. Okay, you're getting better. The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the 24 elders, which represents all the Old Testament people, all the New Testament people, everybody who's God's people, that's what the 24 elders are in the book of Revelation. Don't email me on your opinion on that, please. And the four living creatures, and those are just spiritual beings, fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen. They cried it out. Amen. Yeah, that's a bit better. And a voice from the throne saying, Praise God, all you servants who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like the loud peals of thunder, shouting... Oh, you're getting a little bit better and you're kind of coming into the book of Revelation with me. For the Lord, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. Is there any joy in the house today? This is the reason they were joyful. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. The Lamb is Jesus, and it's a name for him because it talks about his sacrifice from the Passover being a sacrificial lamb. So when you hear the Lamb of God uh, as a name in Revelation, it's talking about Jesus sacrificed. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. Anybody looking forward to that day? Anybody kind of thinking about, you know what, I'm going to go to that great wedding in the sky. And his bride has made himself, made herself ready. Fine linen and bright and clean was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Is your linen full of righteous acts today? Is your life full of righteous acts by the grace of God, not just by works? Then an angel said to me, write this. 
Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. In other, words, other translation, call it a banquet. I'm going to use the word banquet today. Blessed if you are invited to the banquet supper, the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And he added, these are the words of God. At this, I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said, no, no, don't worship me. Don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold up the testimony of Jesus, worship God. Have we got any God worshippers in the house today? For it is the spirit of prophecy bears the testimony of Jesus. You know, we don't hear many messages from the book of Revelation, do you? And uh, some of you will be kind of inspired, hopefully, to think of an alternate future that could be for you. You see, we like to gather as humans, we like to get together it, because it's an eternal reality. That's where we're going. Actually, uh, whether or not you like to gather in huge crowds like there will be at the carnival today, or whether or not you like intimate family gatherings, but we all like to gather. We've been through a season these last two years. We've been through something unusual that hasn't happened from a generation where we were locked down and torn apart and where we were uh, made to not be with each other. A most, uh, most unusual season. But actually, it, it was against our sense of gathering and being together. There's a leadership guru called Simon Sinek, and he said that we yearn to long to gather together. And he says this, music is what happens in between the notes. Trust is what happens in between the meetings when we connect with each other. Even though working virtually might seem convenient, nothing can replace human contact. When it's safe to be back in the office, we'll find how different it is when we're truly back together. We longed and we yearn to gather in some sort of community. Now it might not be your thing to dance down the street and that might not be your personality. But let me let you know something, that whatever level of gathering you enjoy, the need for connection is in all of us. And I want to encourage you to understand something about you and about me. When you're tempted to be isolated, it's usually not because of a, a positive thing. Often it's through a hurt or through something where you say, I'm just going to take myself away. Now we know that some people take themselves away to seek God and that's a good thing. But often when we withdraw, it's because some sort of unresolved need has happened in our lives. Actually, all of our need to connect and to gather mirrors and is inspired by what's already going on in heaven and will be at the end of time in heaven. Anybody want to hear a little bit about heaven today? You know what I mean about this kind of, we might be wrapped up with this world, but actually, why don't we talk a bit about heaven and our connected need and our eternal reality to be together? Because this world ain't all what there is, folks. This world isn't all what there is. For Peter said it this way, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another. Be connected 
and be compassionate and humble. There's going to be a great day of invitation. It says it in verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad. Give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come. How many of you want to go to that wedding? You know, I know that I'm going to be asking you to respond a lot today. Respond appropriately, but the day of togetherness comes after a great victory. The old world order is put in its place. It, it's called Babylon and, and uh, it's put down. You know, you see the carnival today. It's an open invite to everybody who wants to go. But to come and hang out. But God has invited you to a banquet. He's invited you to a very special thing. The carnival today is big. But let me let you know something. The banquet of God is bigger from every nation, every tribe, and a great roar of a multitude in heaven. The carnival will pass on earth, but the banquet is sealed in heaven. The carnival will celebrate humans. The banquet will be filled with the majesty of God. The carnival will be uh, a moment in time. The banquet will have the church of all ages and be forever. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, there is a different time coming. The carnival, today on these streets, there'll be angels and demons that you cannot see. But at the banquet of God, there will be the living four creatures and the angels that will just inspire your eyes. It will be a completely different thing. The carnival today in Notting Hill will have all sorts of people, but, and there will be a diversity of people. But at the wedding banquet of the Lamb, everybody will have something in common that, that will bind them together, that they honor and fear the Lord and that they belong to him as his people. The carnival will have all types of people, but the banquet will have the great and the small. It doesn't matter how great you are today, you can be invited. It doesn't matter how small you are today, you're gonna be invited. At the carnival, there'll be lots of human music, but did you know at the wedding banquet, there will be a sound beyond human words that will be amazing, and the praise of God will ring out much more than the music that you'll here today. I'm not being negative about carnival today. What I'm just trying to do is put something in your mind where you begin to see, you know what? This isn't all that there is. There is something more to live for. At the carnival today, lots will compete and stand out and say, look at me, look at me. At the banquet, there will only be one who reigns, and he will get all the glory. Does anybody want to give him praise in this house today? You see, the only float that will be going down the street will be the float where the Lamb of God is on, and we will all just worship that. There will be, a, this, there will be temporary joy at the carnival. There will be lasting joy at the banquet. 
There will be uh, music at the carnival. There'll be worship at the banquet. The carnival is many things to many people, but the banquet has one purpose, to celebrate the coming home of Christ's bride and that she is his forever and forevermore. At the carnival, we're all on a journey. We're all kind of working our way through life. But at the banquet, we have made ourselves ready. And our work is finished. At the carnival, many are going to showcase their works. But at the banquet, we're robed in white linen. And we're from the good works that we've done through the grace of Jesus. At the carnival, it's open to all. But I want to emphasize again, the banquet is by invitation only. Have you been invited? Have you received your invitation? Yes, you have been invited. But have you responded? Have you responded to the invite over your life so that you can reach that place in God where you'll be with him forever. You see, at the carnival, there are people who have sacrificed to grow their talent so that they can perform in front of people. At the banquet, there's a lamb who was sacrificed for everybody's sins. And that the only thing that he wants for you is that you are healed and turned and changed. And the carnival is a thing you go to but the banquet is something that you're personally invited to. So I want to repeat to you today, have you responded to the invite to come to God's banquet? To say, yeah. Wave your hand at me if you have. That you would say, yeah, I've responded to that invite. You see, what I'm trying to do today is just simply do something alternative. At the carnival, you're happy. But at the banquet, you're blessed. And there's a difference that really is. At the carnival, there's going to be many religions. But at the banquet, there's the true words of the living God. Somebody say amen. You see, what we need to understand today, there's an alternate reality waiting for us. And actually is now in heaven. Don't get too messed into this world. I'm trying to just give you a different perspective. At the carnival, many humans are going to re receive accolades and even almost worship. At the banquet, even the angels don't want to be worshipped. Only God is to be worshipped in that world. At the carnival, you're going to hear lots of messages. People saying this and people saying that. But at the banquet, you only hear the spirit of prophecy about Jesus and about the truth about him. At the carnival, there are many personalities, but at the banquet, there is one person, Jesus, who will gather around. It's gonna be an amazing time. You see, today, I believe that it's great to have an invitation to gather. And I'm not saying what I've just said to discourage you at all about carnival or to disparage that in any way. But I'm saying this to remind you that there are eternal realities that we need to fix our hearts towards and wash our minds in. 
that there are eternal realities that are much greater than anything about this. Sure, there's lots of people and there'll be lots of news. They'll be saying, wasn't it great to have Carnival back? And I want to say to you, this is just a little gathering towards the gathering that is going to be. And I'm not running it down in any way. We just need to remember that there are eternal realities that we live for and that are true in our lives. And it goes about the same with our careers. You know, when we're in heaven, our linen robes will not be adorned with how good of a marketing manager I was. My linen robes will not be adorned with how good of a pastor I was. My linen robes will not be adorned with how well I was a a policeman or, or a teacher or a finance director. My robes in heaven will be all about the righteous works that I have done by the grace of God in this life. And I'm not running down anybody's career at all. But will you please understand there is a different reality that we can work towards. My linen robes won't have my bachelor's degree on it my pastoral diploma on it, or my master's degree on it, my linen robes are going to have the righteous works of Jesus all over them by his grace. Let's remember that as parents, when we've had a great week, and you know, what a great thing to celebrate all the GCSEs. Why don't we give our young people a round of applause of how hard they worked with their A-levels and their, all of that. And, and you know, that's been great. But, you know, as parents, we need to also show them that as well as all of that, what we need to do is also invest in their eternal future. Wouldn't it be sad that if someone becomes a lawyer and they miss out on the banquet of heaven? Wouldn't it be sad if somebody becomes a great finance director and they miss out on the banquet of heaven? I wonder if you've responded to your invitation to that today. You see, I'm not saying this as something discourage you about carnival. I'm just encouraging you to respond to your invitation to the banquet. I wonder if today there are things in your life that you might say, you know, I need to just release them. You see, the way to be invited to the banquet is to wash your life. That's what the robes mean in Revelation. It means your life, your lifestyle. Wash your life in the sacrifice of Jesus and he will wash you. And then as you live for them, you will get to be included in the invite to the banquet. You guys know this. Many of you know this. But has it become old to you? Are your linen robes looking a bit jaded today? I wonder if we could get back excited about the real reality of life. You see, there's an open invitation on your life to be invited. Do you remember we used to sing this from the Song of Songs? Let him lead me into the banqueting hall and his banner over me is love. He's invited me to his banqueting table and his banner over us is love. You're loved today and that's one of the reasons we're wearing these shirts. You're loved by Jesus because the banner over us is love. I'm talking to you about heaven. Kathy always tells me, you don't speak about heaven too much. You're trying to help people live here. And you know, today, some of you are looking at me and say, what is this about? What's the three teaching points? This is the teaching points. I pray you get to heaven. Because heaven is where our home is.
to each Christian today, I will say this to you. Don't lose perspective. Do not lose perspective and make sure that you're ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb. You know, make sure that you're not so invested in everything you're doing here. And yes, we have to be the best workers. Yes, we have to put every effort in. And yes, we have people to care for. But understand that if you get so wrapped up in the world, it will drag you down. Can you keep a heart place in your life for that journey to heaven? You know, the great marriage banquet of the Lamb is your destiny. And to each person, I would say to you today that you can be a part of a carnival celebration, and that's fine, that celebrates culture, but it celebrates culture of a world that's going to end. Or you can be part of an eternal family that will never end. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I wonder if you'll stand with me. I didn't have a long, fancy message today. My only message was to remind you of what the eternal realities are. But I want to read you the second half of the chapter in Revelation chapter 19. Because there's a, there's a kind of reality that we all need to accept. This is what it says. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. You know, do you know him? I know him. I know him in my life. Do you know him? With justice he judges and wages war and his eyes are like blazing fire on his head. And on his head there are many crowns, Jordan. Give me a little organ blast for that. There are many crowns on him and on his head. He's going to take over every authority, even the authorities that are dominating your life. He's going to take that crown off that authority and place it on his and said, I own that now because there are many crowns on his head. His name was written on him that no one knows that he keeps it to himself. He's dressed in robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following on him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen. You're going to see lots of sights today with people in costumes. But I just want you to close your eyes and imagine the armies of God riding on white horses and white linen. And it will be the most spectacular sight in all of history. You're going to see some spectacular things reported on TV but nothing will be more spectacular when Jesus comes back are you ready nothing will will be bigger than this the armies of heaven were following and riding on white horses dressed in fine linen with white and clean you see there won't be any uh, lack of holiness it's going to be pure and clean isn't it great when you could just feel clean on the inside and on the outside coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword which to strike down the nations he will rule them with an iron scepter and he treads the winepress of the fury and the wrath of God Almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has this name written King of Kings Lord of Lords come on say it with me King of Kings Lord of Lords King of Kings Lord of Lords 
that is the reality of what everything is about in Notting Hill today. That in Notting Hill, there is a King of Kings and a Lord of Lords. And you know what? He's invited you to a banquet. And he wants you to come home. Now, I'm going to close and pray for you in a few moments, but there's a sting in the tail because, you know, there's the banquet of God. There's the carnival in Notting Hill. But unfortunately and tragically, there is also something called the supper of God. And if you don't get invited to the banquet of the Lamb, you're left to the supper of God. And I don't want to put a downer on our day in any way. And I don't want to be, some people might feel uh, old fashioned. But you know what? Truth is truth and it's in the Bible. And we need to get back to, in a sense, just saying what the Bible says. Because this is what the Bible says. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried with a loud voice to the birds flying in the midair, come gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat of the flesh of kings and generals and mighty horses and their riders and the flesh of all the people, free and slave, great and small. Basically, what it's saying is if you haven't chosen to go to the banquet of the Lamb, there's a judgment, there's a separation. And there's a different place. And you see in the church we're criticized for this because actually we're asked people to choose. But you know what? There comes a time in life where you have to choose the way you want to live. You have to choose if you really believe what God says or not. There is a side to choose. Choose the banquet. Choose to be invited choose to be not just carnival goers but people who are heading to a banquet amen come on let's give the Lord praise come on worship team